Hello and welcome to You, Me and the Economy. The Indian economy has been plagued by high inflation, geopolitical risks and monetary tightening. India has even slipped its ranking as far as attainment of sustainable development goals is concerned. Meanwhile, people are being more vocal about the adversities and exploitations they face. Here is your weekly roundup of economy and finance. Key infrastructure ministries have been asked by the finance ministry to speed up their projects in order to achieve 60% of capital expenditure for financial year 2023 by this September. From a budgetary outlay of Rs 7.5 lakh crore, it would mean achieving Rs 4.45 lakh crore in capital expenditure. In the same year, it would have been Rs 6.2 lakh crore. This is done to push the economy forward which is being plagued by high inflation, geopolitical risks and monetary tightening. While some experts assessed that capital expenditure budget may be cut down to make way for additional food and fertilizer subsidies as well as relief measures by sender to calm inflation. But finance ministry officials have assuaged the concerns that even if the government is required to cut spending, it would rather cut revenue expenditure than aiming to limit capital expenditure. It has generated a lot of attention this year when the government announced a 35% increase in budgetary outlay for capital expenditure. This decision was based on the multiplier effect of capital expenditure being much more than the revenue expenditure. The coming months will tell us whether the government can stick on to its capital expenditure spending targets and address inflation issues as well as boost the economy. The Global Sustainable Development Report 2022 has shown that India is lagging behind in achievement of UN-mandated Sustainable Development Goals and on the basis of the report, India's rank has slipped for the third consecutive year. Major challenges are being faced by the country in achieving 11 of the 17 SDGs, which has pushed down its global ranking on SDG preparedness. The SDGs propose targeted action in areas such as poverty, education, gender and most significantly climate change to be achieved by 2030. India is ranked 121 out of 163 countries in the 2022 Global Index of SDGs. It was ranked 117 in 2020. Trends indicate that with 8 years left to meet the global goals on sustainable development, India is off track. The report is published by the Sustainable Development Solutions Network. As per the report based on a survey conducted in February 2022, SDGs are not mentioned in the latest central or federal budget documents of India. Another report by the Centre for Science and Environment pointed out that India's performance on climate action, which is covered under SDG 13, has slipped from 2019 to 2020. In 2020, the country's overall national score on SDG 13 was 54, a significant dip from 60 in 2019. Eight states, Bihar, Telangana, Rajasthan, UP, Karnataka, Andhra Pradesh, Punjab and Jharkhand are responsible for the decline in India's performance, whose scores have dipped under SDG 13 in two years. 
Fishing community organizations backed by farmers and civil society yet again launched a protest demanding that the state government put a stop to the construction of the Virginium Port project and rehabilitate families left homeless by coastal erosion. The Virginium International Transshipment Deep Water Multipurpose Seaport Development has resulted in severe coastal erosion. This has resulted in the loss of houses, destruction of fish habitats, inability to launch and land fishing crafts and hence the loss of livelihood. The project is being undertaken by Adani Virginium Port Private Limited, a subsidiary of Adani Ports and Cess Limited, in partnership with the Government of Kerala through its state-owned business Virginium International Seaport Limited. The project had earlier faced severe criticisms at various levels. International Finance Corporation's Grievance Redressal Body, Compliance Advisor Ombudsman had indicted IFC for not following its performance standards in Virginium International Seaport Limited. The report found that the environmental and social mandate was narrowed to facilitate the project. This would result in a detrimental impact on fishing communities and tourism situated along the coast. The controller and auditor general in its report pointed out huge benefits to Adani resulting in undue benefits and the resultant loss to the government. The contribution of Adani to the 7,525 crore project is less than 25%. The remaining is funded by the government by various means. However, the government will receive 1% of revenue after 15 years and 1% every year after that. The state is eligible to get Rs 13,948 crores as income from the port in the agreement period of 40 years. While Adani Group will walk away with a major portion of the Rs 1,32,705 crores. Environmentalists are pointing to the destruction of the sensitive western guts as the Adani port requires more than 80 lakh tons of granites only for breakwater construction which is being mined from the western guts. Adani port is yet another example of destructive projects, financially unviable, socially and environmentally disruptive but still being carried out through corporate state nexus. This results in the corporate loot and inequality. Tata Projects The infrastructure and construction arm of the Tata Group has won an engineering, procurement and construction contract for the construction of a new airport at Noida International Airport in Greater Noida's Jewar in Uttar Pradesh. This would be India's largest airport spread over 1,334 hectares. The airport will have a single runway operation in the first phase with the capacity to handle 12 million passengers per annum at an investment of Rs 5,700 crores. As part of the contract, Tata Projects will construct the terminal, runway, airside infrastructure, roads, utilities, landside facilities and other ancillary buildings at the airport. Back in 2019, Switzerland's Zurich Airport International AG emerged as the highest bidder for the Noida International Airport outbidding the GMR Group-led consortium comprising Delhi International Airport Limited, besides Adani Enterprises Limited and Anchorage Infrastructure Investments Holdings Limited. Later, Yamuna International Airport Private Limited, a fully owned subsidiary of Zurich Airport International, was incorporated as a special purpose vehicle for the development of Noida International Airport. In August 2021, YIAPL signed the financing agreements with State Bank of India and Noida International Airport Limited. This is the government of UP's nodal agency for the project. 
YIAPL has raised rupees 3725 crores in debt from SBI to be repaid over 20 years with a one year moratorium post completion of the project. This was one of the most significant financings of a greenfield airport in India. The company had won APC contract after outbidding the Shapuji Palonji group and Larsen and Tubro for the contract. Even though the deal size has not been disclosed, sources pegged it at over rupees 6000 crore. It should be noted that while Tata Projects recently won tenders for many significant projects including the proposed parliament building Mumbai Trans Harbour Link and metro rail lines across various cities. It doesn't have any major airport EPC contract in its kitty. This will be an interesting development. Tata Projects will be rubbing shoulders with other key private players in the airport infrastructure market. These key private players include Adani Group, GMR Group, Larsen and Tubro and Punch Lloyd Group along with Tata Group's acquisition of Air India in January this year. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more news and analysis, head to our website www.senfa.org and keep listening to you me and the economy.